Well, hello, everybody. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to, I, I notice when I start my shows, I always say the same thing. So I thought I'd do that. Does that work? Is that kind of different for you? Hello, I'm Rick Dancer. Instead of bam, pop it in here like that, my wife goes, God, you sound like you're just like jumping in like you're on the news. And I'm definitely not on the news. Um, lots going on tonight. Uh, lots going on in the world today. Um, we hope we can fill in a little portion of that for you. We got some great content tonight. I want to tell you about a couple of things real fast. One of our sponsors is Chris Dental, Family Dentistry. Um, my dentist should be yours. Uh, Dr. Bratlin is very concerned about your health, but he's also very uh, concerned about our freedom. And so he does not ask your VAC status. Uh, he believes that your health is something he should be taking care of, and he doesn't need to know the status of your vaccinations. So uh, I appreciate that about him, and so do a lot of other people, because <laughs> he's got he's super busy because all of you people are going, you know what, I want to go to somebody like that, and I understand that. Um, and we're trying to do a contest, but we're just having trouble finding somebody that's missing a tooth. Now, you can't be missing the whole tooth. The contest with the, the little help thing was going to be called all I want for Christmas is my one front tooth, but we're getting people that have no tooth. He needs to have like a broken tooth, a damaged tooth, and then he can put a cap on that and, and restore it and make it look nice. He doesn't want to do an entire root canal. So if you know somebody, please email me, rick at rickdancer.com, and we want to replace a tooth for them. Also, New Leaf Hyperbarics, uh, another great, great person, Matt McCarl. And he is having right now the gift of health. So if you can't figure out what to buy somebody, if they've never done a hyperbaric treatment, oh God, it's pure heaven. A big oxygen tank, you won't get claustrophobic. He has one that's the size of a small house. You can get in that if you're scared. Um, but that's a great item. You give them a gift certificate and uh, get them in to see Matt and, uh, and all of that. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up tonight was, I'm sure by now all of you have seen um, that our governor uh, was at a, a big party and she was at a function, and I think Bill's gonna talk a little bit about this, and she had a bunch of pictures taken and she didn't have her mask on. Now, that's a little interesting when you have a situation where the state of Oregon right now is looking at implementing or forcing uh, the indoor mask mandate to be permanent. Not, not, no, not permanent, but permanent. Okay, so, I'm not, that's what they said. Well, it's not really permanent because it can go away, but it's permanent. So either it's permanent. Do you really think we're that freaking stupid that we can't figure that one out? It's permanent, but it's not permanent, but it's permanent. <laughs> if you buy that, I've got a home to sell you. <laughs> well, actually, I do have a home to sell, but it's not that kind of a home. Um, <laughs> that, come on, people, use your brain. Now, I will, her office said, in a statement, um, she wore her mask the whole time, except to have pictures taken with people. And in one of the shots I saw, it looked like she might've had a mask in there. So I'll give her the benefit of the doubt of that. But listen, governor, it, it, I'm not your PR flack, but listen, if you're gonna be pushing that at your home state, you better not be getting your picture. Your, your mouth better not be showing anywhere in public or your ass is in big trouble. And right now people are having a lot of questions about Kate Brown and her, her, uh, this little picture right here out there. So uh, I'm gonna put the open on and then we're gonna go to Bill London and I'm sure he's gonna talk a little bit about that because I heard him talking about it this morning. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. We have more coming up in just a minute. Who puts up with this? That's what I don't understand. 
From the 1120 AM and 93.7 FM, KPNW Studios, I'm Bill London. And look at you. Sarah, look at that introduction. Isn't Rick you such can- a charmer? Bring the lion out. We had a sketch artist do a drawing. Um, tonight on our show, we're going to have... Music therapy has been shown to release... It's time now for Rick. Hey guys, don't you think it's kind of fun? that you get to comment on the news. There's a cost. Oh yeah, there's a cost. People come after you. Like, I think that's why this is so much fun. Now it's time to get real. Said, now it's time to get real. I mean, really real. It's a big dose of really real real with Rick. I'll see you at five. Good evening from the News Radio, 1120 AM and 93.7 FM, KPNW Studios. I'm Bill London, and I have wings. All right, here's a look at some of the stories we're following tonight. Pearl Harbor survivors and World War I vets are gathering in Hawaii this week to remember those killed in the December 7, 1941 attack on Pearl Harbor. Those attending will observe a moment of silence tomorrow morning at 7.55 a.m. Hawaii time, the minute the bombing began. The ceremony marks the 80th anniversary of the attack that launched the U.S. into World War II. David Russell of Albany, Oregon, is among the survivors there. The 101-year-old seaman was assigned to the USS Oklahoma, and he remembers torpedoes pounding his battleship and having to use a rope to jump to the USS Maryland when the Oklahoma capsized. Oregon is only one of a handful of states that still has an indoor mask mandate, actually one of five states. And now the state of Oregon is working to make that indoor mask mandate permanent. The Oregon Health Authority convened a Rules Advisory Committee last week. The RAC provided feedback on the indoor mask rule, and this is the first step in making the rule permanent. Now, Dr. Paul C. Slack, the Medical Director for Communicable Diseases and Immunizations with OHA, says, and I, I love this parsing of the language, says making the rule permanent doesn't mean it'll be in place forever. He claimed that permanent means indefinite and that permanent doesn't necessarily mean permanent. Which kind of sounds like Bill Clinton saying it depends on what the definition of is is. Anyway, when the OHA proposes the rule formally, the public will be allowed to comment. So, like I just said, the Oregon Health Authority wants to make indoor mask mask mandates permanent, but apparently that won't apply to Governor Kate Brown. See, Governor Kate Brown was spotted maskless over the weekend and photographed hobnobbing indoors at a Washington, D.C. political fundraising event on Sunday. And one of the photographs, which, by the way, you can see on my show's Wake Up Call 1120 Facebook page shows the governor standing in a crowded room where no one is masked, hugging two people who are also unmasked for a photo op. Apparently another example of the governor violating her own rules. If you recall, late last year, she was spotted hiking with a group of people 
outdoors when her outdoor mask rule was in effect. A federal judge has halted U.S. Forest Service plans to log part of the Willamette National Forest burned by the 2020 Labor Day wildfires. The ruling comes after two environmental groups sued to stop the logging near Brighton Bush Hot Springs and Detroit Lake. The groups alleged the Forest Service changed their plans to thin trees and conduct prescribed burns to include salvage logging after the wildfire without going through the proper review process and getting public input. A different judge halted Forest Service plans to log in another part of the Willamette National Forest back in November. Now, if you recall, uh, last week we were running down some of the initiative petitions that are currently gathering signatures to be on the November 2022 ballot. Well, this will be kind of our final part of this unless there are new initiative petitions that actually end up out in the streets. But a coalition of what are being described by media as left-leaning labor unions, conservation groups, and progressive activists are backing a number of initiative petitions to make sure that Essentially, Republicans who are in the minority cannot walk out of the House and the Senate, as they have done a handful of times over the past three legislative sessions, which denied or slowed passage of a number of Democratic pet bills. So there's essentially three different initiative petitions. 14, initiative petition 14, would prohibit lawmakers with 10 or more unexcused absences during a regular or special legislative session from holding legislative office for the term following their current term. 15 would fine lawmakers $500 per day of unexcused absence and withhold any salary per diem or expense reimbursement for those days. It would also prohibit lawmakers from using political contributions to pay fines or offset lost salary per diem or expense reimbursement. And then IP26 would implement similar fines in IP14 and 15, but would also stipulate that any day either legislative chamber cannot reach a quorum when one is called for, it wouldn't count towards the calendar day limits for a session. So in odd years, that's 160 days, 35 and even years. The petition would also change the legislature's quorum requirement from two thirds to a simple majority if they can't reach a quorum for five cumulative days in a session. And in case you haven't heard, the University of Oregon Ducks football team is looking for a new coach after Mario Cristobal was announced as the new head coach at Miami today. As a result, Oregon is now going to name an interim coach for the Alamo Bowl. The number 15 Ducks will play number 14 Oklahoma coming up on December 29th. And the announcement of the job change comes just three days after losing the Pac-12 championship and their chance to salvage an up and down season with a Rose Bowl berth. They were given a pants down spanking by the Utes. That's the first time I've ever done sports on this. Hopefully it's the last. All right, Rick, <laughs> now it is time for you to open up a big industrial-sized can of oozing real. It's Rick real. A pants-down spanking. <laughs> God, that reminds me of me as a kid. I, not that it ever 
never happened to me. I was like a really super good kid. I have never experienced, well, if I told you that, you'd think I was abused. My dad used to paddle me, pull down your pants and he a paddle right on your ass. That's how it used to work. Those were the bad old days. So anyway, I did see online, I think, that Coach Bellotti had offered his services for the Alamo Bowl. I saw something on there. And Mike is a great guy and uh, to offer his time like that. So I don't know what's going to happen from that, but I just want you to know I saw something on there about that. So let's bring on Derek Roser. Hey, buddy, how you doing? I'm good, Rick. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. Derek is a realtor in town and uh, always likes to give away money. <laughs> Just, you know, anytime, Derek, you want to give more. Um, charity. 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 You can slide it in my direction. Um, yeah. So you guys have a plan. You and Cassie came up with this idea. There's a lot of businesses struggling. Go ahead. Tell people what you want to do. Yeah, well, I've been uh, for the last uh, since I started supporting your show, um, I've kind of picked some businesses to highlight and spotlight and maybe give away um, some gift cards or things like that. But um, in light of the holiday season, I wanted to maybe turn it over to your followers and uh, and uh, take some um, some nominations from folks that are listening to you and see if uh, there's anybody out there that knows of a business or has a business or um, something in the Eugene Springfield area that uh, that I would, uh, you know, basically donate towards that business or or either not towards the business, but maybe give some gift cards away from for that business. You know, if you know somebody that struggled a little bit or maybe just contributed well during this last couple of years of mess. So if it's a restaurant or a See a siding company, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I don't care what it is—a gym or a, or some anybody that's like stepped up or struggled. Just what I want to do is have uh, your listeners maybe well email, and it's scrolling across the bottom of the screen here. Just just email me at uh, leads at Rosa Real Estate Group. Um, a one paragraph little story about about how they helped or how they're struggling, and we'll just uh, pick a winner next Monday. Yeah, so yeah. gift cards to that business yeah. and then we're going to do in January, we'll do a show for them on that business. So yeah. whoever you pick, they're going to get business because you, Derek's going to give some gift cards from them or a gift card. If it's a roofing company, $200 for a roofing company or something like that. Yeah. And then we'll do a show uh, to let them tell why they do. So we can kind of double whammy the whole thing. Yeah. I just think that's a great way for your followers to be able to pick somebody that they think, you know, might need some exposure or might need some help. Michelle. Yeah. It could be a school. If you sure. have a school. So that you guys, again, send it to leads at Derek or excuse me, Rosa real estate group.com. Now that's just a dot, but Cassie yeah. put that in there. So we'd know it's just a dot com. And you just send that in and put the name. We got Trudy's. We got twisted river coming in here. You guys are into this crux climbing gym. Um, how awesome. That's awesome. So you guys get us a bunch of different names. So then Derek and his staff will pick somebody and yeah. next Monday he'll be back and we'll do a show and we'll, we'll announce who it is. We're not going to tell you ahead of time and we'll tell you who it is. And, um, and then in January, we'll introduce you to them. Yeah. And uh, if you want to, if you want if you want them to be picked, you know, um, give me a reason why, give us a reason why, you know, Rick, we'll, we'll sit down and talk about it. We'll figure out yeah. you know, who's deserving. If yeah. it's you, don't be ashamed. 
right in and say something, but tell something. Don't just put, I had a hard time. This is my thing. Let Derek understand what it is you're, what you went through. And so we can pick somebody that we feel that uh, would be the best for this kind of Thanks, thing. Thanks, Melena. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Derek, thank you. You make right. me look good too. All right. <laughs> okay. Appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to you Monday, a week. Okay. We'll see you in a week. Okay. okay. All right, you guys. So again, Derek Roser Realty uh, wants to give away some money to help a, a business that struggled through this. Uh, you guys know friends, you have people, um, give us some stories. We want to help the community. That's what this whole thing about. That's what Get Real is all about, is about helping people and getting involved in our community and stuff. So in that vein, um, this next part of our show, um, I'm, I, I, went to, I went to a movie over the weekend and it really, God, it really got to me and my wife both. It's called Come On, Come On. And it's not like something that's going to everybody in the world is going to go see it. And we had didn't have a great idea of what it was, um, but we came out of there shell shocked from this movie. And I won't give away too much. But one of the things in it is the man in the show, Phoenix, um, uh, God, you know, anyway, he goes around and he interviews kids about life and what they do. And we're going to start doing some of that on the show. I've already contacted people trying to get some kids in next week to talk about them. But that's really what we want this show to be. So when Stacy wrote me and said, Rick, I have a huge concern. I don't feel safe and I work at safe. And I think my job's in jeopardy. And I went, you know what? This is the kind of thing I want. I want not spokespeople. I want real people who are going through this. So we bring in Stacy on. Here she is. Hey, Stacy. Hi, Rick. There's your introduction, girl. Now you're, now you're stuck. <laughs> like the so, playoff words, you know, it's easy with that one. <laughs> so, so what, so tell me what's going on, okay? Um, and, so, and Stacey and I had to have a conversation because we know that YouTube and everybody tends to censor people. So we're going to be real careful how we talk about this. It's so stupid. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, so SAFE announced last week that they were going to require um, for all employees that they have um, to provide proof of full inoculation um, against the virus uh, or get an approved exemption, either religious or medical exemption, um, as of December 10th. And that for those who do not comply with this, um, they will be terminated as of January 10th. Um, they're not providing... Um, testing a testing option. They're not providing any exceptions for employees who telecommute. It's just option one or peace out. And you work from home. I do work from home. Um, before all of this, I was able to telecommute three days a week. Um, but when COVID hit in March of 2019, they took basically everybody except for like 30 or so uh, you know, on-site mandatory employees and had everybody else start working from home. So we've actually been working from home. I mean, right there <laughs> for, I work for 22 months now. And um, I mean, they've commended us as a company time and time again for adjusting to the changes and still continuing to give excellent service to our policyholders and taking care of our employers and our injured workers, which I believe in and is really valuable work, but they're not, they're not willing to consider that, consider that as an option in any way. And, 
you and I were talking earlier because if you even bring this up, you've had people in your office, but even in this, then you get labeled as anti-vaxxer, anti-mask, anti-this, anti-that. And, and you're not, you're just, it's, it's what's right for you. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not anti it at all. I think medical options should be there for those who think it's the appropriate choice, whatever the appropriate choice is for you. But you know, that's not what they're doing. This is medical coercion. That's what it is, you know? And we have a human right. We have a constitutional right to make appropriate medical decisions for ourselves and for our families. And yeah, on top of that, I mean, they really have, it feels like they've really created a divisive workplace. You know, there was a coworker who posted in kind of an internal social media type page about his experience getting COVID and the choices that he made. Um, he quarantined, but he had already decided that he was not going to get the shot um, before all of this. And he utilized prescription alternative therapies and had a really good outcome. And he just got roasted. People told him that he was sharing misinformation. Somebody told him that, you know, sharing that going to McDonald's is an okay lunch solution. That's an opinion, but sharing misinformation about a deadly virus is not okay. Um, people said that safe is, um, you know, it's un, it's, it's dangerous that safe was letting this conversation happen. And then he even got asked, in a personal plea not to ha continue the conversation online because it was um, aggressive and, and, and people were having strong reactions and that the concern was that coworkers were gonna feel unsafe or unvalued. But I mean, I don't think he came out of that feeling safe or valued. I certainly did not come out of that feeling safe or valued in making appropriate choices. and there's other people that feel that way, even regardless of their jab status. I mean, do you feel like this has just gotten to a point where it really is to pit people against each other? I don't know. I mean, I hate the thought of that. Like I want to believe better in humanity, but sometimes I don't know what else to think. What is, what is the purpose? I mean, the person in this comment, you know, that originally made this comment even said, came back after a lot of, negative and fairly aggressive comments and said, isn't this good? Isn't this how we find out of box solutions to big problems is by having right. different opinions and honest civil discord to find the right solution. And I don't think they want the right solution. They just want you to do what they want you to do. Which is, that's just so hard for me to understand, isn't it for you? Because it's like, what just, and how quickly this happened. And just a couple years ago, isn't that weird to say a couple years ago? Yeah you were having these discussions and people could disagree, but now, and, and it's what, what I find just bizarre is the first thing people put on my page when I talk about this or say anything about this is if you would just do this, assuming that I haven't had the vaccine, if you would just do this and if you would just do this, we could get this all over with. And it's like, I think you're missing something. Because now, and I think what this is what troubles me so much about this, the, the latest step to do this, this past passport is because it keeps pushing, things are getting better and it keeps pushing and pushing the other direction where it's like, whoa, 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 wait. And we're not having any discussion and, and the legislature's not getting involved at all. I mean, they're just like, like they're afraid. I don't know. Are they, are they afraid of the, of, of the governor or what? I don't know. 
but nobody's saying, nobody's peeping, or maybe they all agree with her, but I can't believe that everyone looks at this. It's the weirdest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And so I found your story interesting. What, how are people like around your world? You know, what, what, let me ask you this. Here's what I'd like. If you could sit down with Governor Brown, what would you ask her? What would you say? I'd ask, what's your, what's your goal? What is your purpose in this? Because if your purpose is to help Oregonians, if your purpose is to take care of people and to lead, how are, how are you accomplishing that? Because, you know, somebody even commented about, um, you know, this isn't just about your status and whether or not you were able to survive COVID, but it's about the mental health. It's about um, the depression. It's about the suicide. It's about businesses failing. And I agree. And those are all things we've seen, not because people have got inoculated or not. Those are things we see because of the draconian measures that our governor and our government and now our businesses are taking. And at what point do we say my ability and my rights as a human and my ability and my rights under the constitution of the United States of America in which I live, allow me the freedom to make my life and my decisions based on how I live. And I mean, are people just going to stay locked up forever? At what point? At what point is enough right. enough? Right. And I, I, I said this before to other people, but what I find really interesting is like, this is a health problem, right? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a pandemic. So where was the information about, you know, the most, the most susceptible people, the diabetes, the overweight, where was the campaign to come out and say, Hey, if we really want to take care of people, you guys, we've got to get healthy. We got to stop. This is a respiratory thing here. Here, let's, how can we throw millions of dollars into anti-smoking campaigns or how can we do diet control or diabetes control, that kind of thing to get these really, you know, and then now I see listed as two major factors in making you more susceptible, anxiety mm-hmm. and fear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're causing it. <laughs> Not you, but you yeah. know, so yeah, we'll lock you up and take your job away so that your anxiety and your fear get, you know, taken care of really well. Yeah, maybe that's the question we just need to have some answers to is what is the end goal so that we but I think that's what people just keep because and then the, the people that come on my page and they say, well, it's if everybody would get facts and everybody would wear the mask, then the end goal would be we could stop this. Well, but it keeps coming back because now there's another variant and another variant. So it's not going away. And now people who've had it had the, the vaccine are still getting the variant. And so it keeps going. So we need to know. I, I like what you're saying. We need a time. What's the goalpost that we're supposed to be reached? And I, I think we just don't know. And maybe they don't know. I don't know. When you heard about this, this, this uh, passport thing, what did you think? I mean, sadly, I'm not surprised in any way. I feel like it's exactly what Governor Brown and Oregon and I mean, California, I, it's it's right in line with what I expected. I mean, but I don't understand how they justify it. I don't understand how the data justifies it. I don't understand how our constitution and our laws, how they can get around those and, and feel that that is even an okay option. So, so what are you going to do? In terms of what? <laughs> um, well, you're gonna are you gonna lose? Safe says they're gonna if you don't follow the rule, then they're gonna get rid of you. 
I am not providing my personal medical information to my employer. So if they choose to terminate me, that is their decision and their choice. How hard is that? Heartbreaking. Why? I like my job. I like the people I work with and I like the people I serve. I get to help employers. I get to help workers. I get to benefit Oregon. And the mission that SAFE stands for, I very firmly believe in. And I'm, I mean, so on a professional note, that's that's what I'm having to walk away from. On a personal note, I mean, this is my ability to support my family. I have two kids, you know. This is my health care for myself and my kids, you know. I try to do my best at my job, and I work hard, and I try to provide for my family, and I, I try to be an upstanding citizen, whatever that looks like. Um, but they're taking those choices away from me. So are you, are you a single parent? I'm not a single parent, thankfully, but thankfully. we are, we are a two income household and my income will have to be replaced. Whether that's, uh, I'm able to find another job cause I carry our health benefits. Um, or that means I'm having to go find multiple jobs. I don't know yet. What scares you the most about all this? That if something doesn't change, the world my children will be handed, it will be too late and it won't stop. That the world they will be handled will be impossible. And it will be corrupt. I mean, more corrupt than it is now. And there won't be freedom. What's your hope? Uh, my hope is that I'm right in believing that humanity and that most people are good and that they don't support coercion and that they don't support corruption and that they don't support um taking people's livelihoods away for a medical decision and that this is allowing people to wake up and understand and see where we are and that maybe by spending time on on your show that maybe i'll give courage to somebody else to stand up or make the right decision for themselves instead of complying when it's, it goes against everything that they believe in <clears throat> stacy you're a gutsy girl <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for getting a hold of me and coming on and doing that because that's not easy. And uh, I would appreciate if you went back and looked at all these comments because there's people offering you some advice on here too. I just don't have time to put them all up there, but people are really being kind and also giving some who have also been with the state and lost their jobs, giving you some ideas on what you can do. Um, awesome. Contact them. Melissa on there works with me. Um, she knows what she's talking about. She's pretty badass too. So uh, you don't have to worry. Um, and thanks again. And we'll, uh, people are on here saying we'll be praying for you. Thanks. Thank you, everybody. And thank you, Rick, for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. You are so welcome. Thanks for being here.
I am so um, I am so concerned for this state that I love and um, It, um, it, it breaks my heart that it's coming to this. I mean, I think we do have to, we have to, why this is so touching to me, for me, <clears throat> is this is what I was born to do wasn't do the news, that was training. It was to give voice to the voiceless. And for such a time as this, I believe that with everything inside of me. Um, okay, here's the thing. We can do this. We really can. And I'm not against anyone, not even Governor Brown. I'm not against, what I'm against is tyranny. What I am against is people forcing other people to do things that they don't want to do. I'm against people coming on and accusing people of if you just did this, it could all be over. Well, that's because you're weak and you're listening to the bullshit. So if you think that this is all going to be over because you follow the rules, you are so far out to lunch. I can't even explain it to you. But never is will it end unless we stand up and say something. We need to push back. And not take no for an answer. And let me tell you something. There's a ton of people out here. Liberals, conservatives, independents, Green Party people, some of my favorite hippie people, <laughs> my hippie friends are going, this is not Oregon. So if it's not Oregon, why are we putting up with it? Why are we letting it happen? I am not anti-vax. I'm not anti-mask. I'm anti-mandates. And when things don't make sense to me anymore, I stop doing them. But we can no longer be apathetic and sit back and hide and think somebody's going to do it for us. Those of you who think if we just comply, it'll all go away. They're not going to do it for you. They're going to push and push until you push back. That's how it works. And they have pushed way farther than I ever dreamed you could push an Oregonian. So we need to contact our legislators over and over again, write the governor's office. And I know that sounds like bullshit sometimes, but I think you have to do that part. But then you also have to go do your own research and get involved. Um, 
We're going to have a group on in a couple of weeks called Free Oregon. We're going to start talking to a lot of different people like this so you can get some other ideas. Do your homework. Don't take what somebody tells you as gospel truth. And I mean that on the right and the left. There's a lot of conspiracy stuff out there. There's just crazy shit. And if you start going out and repeating that all, blah, 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 then people that you have no credibility. So watch how you say things. Be kind to people. You can get into a disagreement with someone and still be kind. I, I don't find that much from people who disagree with me, but that doesn't stop me from being kind. Firm, you, oh man, you got to be firm. I'm firm, but I'm still kind. I give the governor the benefit of the doubt today. That doesn't mean I'm not going to talk about it because I think there's a lot of hypocrisy in that. But maybe she did just take it off for a few things. But I want to know why you're doing that here in Oregon and why you think that's the proper thing to do. So get involved. Um, we don't need a mutiny. Um, what we need is people just stepping up, serving each other and serving their community. It's pretty easy, really. But it means you're going to have to do like what you just saw Stacy do and take a risk and stand up and do something. Um, I am Rick Dancer. Um, thank you for being here tonight. Share this on your page because of what we've talked about. I'm pretty sure I do pay to push these out a little bit, but I'm pretty sure that it's going to be pulled back by the social media gods and uh, restricted on who will see it and who won't. So the best thing you can do to be a participant in this is to right now just share it on your page. That's all I ask you to do. I'm not asking you to go out and share it on everything you're involved with. I'll do that. But just share it on your page so people that come on your page might see something a little different. And you guys don't stop talking, but don't get, don't, we, we got it. Remember, fear and anxiety are two things that help cause, make us susceptible to this virus. So, and I'm speaking to me too. So we got to be careful not to get overly fearful and not to get overly anxious. Um, but you can be firm and powerful without that. You know, um, courage is a funny thing. What did, how, somebody, the definition, you should go look it up. I can't remember it right now. But it's not, it, it really is being, it does, it's not, courage is not being unafraid. Courage is being afraid and still doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if you're courageous, that means yeah, this scares the hell out of me. And I'm worried for my state and I'm worried for the people in my state. But then if I stop there, that's just fear. And that gives somebody else control over me. If I take that and go, okay, so you know what? Here's what I can do about that. I can use my voice and I can participate in this. And that's the way I'm going to fight back. So you do what you, you do you and I'll do me. Be kind. And remember, it's a, uh, I won't say that. I'm, I'll just let you guys do your thing. Um, I'm done preaching. Wow. Sometimes it's just, you know, just nice just to what I, you know, okay, here's the last thing I'll leave you with. You know what I'm happy, you know what I'm happy about walking away from tonight? I'm happy enough that I care enough enough to, to hurt for this place called Oregon. 
I'm, I'm glad that I care enough about the people I've had you in my life for years, 30 years, well, about 62 actually. And I care enough that this hurts. But if it didn't hurt, I probably wouldn't do anything about it. So, yeah, have a good night. I'll see you tomorrow. Um, we got some hell-raising shit planned for you the rest of this month. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens. Have a good night. Bye, guys.